As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors. And I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Build your team and figure out ways that your community needs you, figure out what your community needs, and then be a part of that solution instead of always complaining about whatever and not doing anything to change it. Best ever listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to our newest host that we're bringing onto the team. His name is Slocum Reed, along with myself and Ash. Slocum will be providing value to every interview he does. I've known Slocum for years, and I've watched his portfolio continue to grow He currently owns and operates 65 units, including converting three units into an office building. So he's an owner-operator. He's coming from certainly a different perspective than I have. I know he's going to bring his expertise and cut through the fluff and get the best real estate investing advice ever for you. So welcome, Slocum Reed.
Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed, and I'm here with Jeff Dolmich. Jeff is joining us from Lima, Ohio. He's a full-time commercial real estate broker with HeartSock Realty, helping investors find, evaluate, purchase, and manage properties in Lima, Ohio. He's also an investor himself, owning 125 units individually. He has syndicated a 26-unit deal. He's also a limited partner on other deals. Jeff, can you start us off a little more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Sure. So I've been probably 22 years, 23 years as an investor. I'm passionate about investing, and I have been for almost my entire life. I watched my father and my grandfather invest in properties. My grandfather was more successful than my dad. But I watched and learned things from them, what to do, what not to do. And then just researched a lot of books. Back when I started, there wasn't the internet and there wasn't bigger pockets and all these different resources that there is these days. And the internet and YouTube and everything else. So I think it's easier to find information today. Back then, you just had to read books. And that's kind of how I got started. I read a ton of books. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was in there. It was one of the things that really encouraged me in the early days. And about nine years ago, I bought this company. It was just a small REO company doing about a million dollars a year and just grown it into what it is today. And I've done most of that through serving other investors and helping them scale their businesses. And we also offer property management so they can purchase stuff here. We can help them manage it. And it's a great win-win for everybody. Awesome. There are a couple of things that come up when you talk about your background and looking through my show notes here as well. First thing I want to ask, 22, 23 years experience as an investor, you have 125 unit portfolio that you own individually. Why get into syndication and why syndicate a 26 unit deal? That's a good question. Kind of been on this path for quite a while of looking to include more investors with deals I do, partner with people more, even with some of my employees and some of my other agents, we've done deals together. And just looking at the power of team and of coming together with more people, I would say in the last three years, it's been my focus. And that's really helped us to scale more as opposed to just building my own portfolio and focused on that. So we really do feel like we're going to be syndicating deals in the Midwest going forward. And we're going to hopefully become a syndication player in the years to come here. And it's a way for me to also be able to really include the guys on my team in investing. So they help me underwrite the deals that we're offering on and that type of thing. So it's a, it's a way for us to uh, operate as a team, as opposed to me just doing everything by myself. That makes a lot of sense. I should have prefaced my question, Jeff. I'm an apartment owner operator here in Cincinnati, Ohio, from Ohio. So I know how to pronounce Lima, but also <laughs> I have the perspective of someone who has built a portfolio that I own without bringing in limited partners. And so that's part of where I'm asking from. A lot of people get into syndication for the sake of scale and they get into syndication to be able to expand into other markets outside of their hometown. And it sounds like you're doing that as well. You were telling yep. me before the recording that you're looking at deals in Cincinnati. Yes. I want to get into that too, but correct me where I'm wrong. Syndication gave you the opportunity to bring investment opportunities to people in your life who 
needed the opportunity to get into real estate investing and needed to be able to do it passively, but also being a commercial broker who handles acquisitions and management for a community of investors, you had a natural investor base to be able to share opportunities with. No question. There is a side of it that people will think that you're competing with them to some extent. And right. one of the things that I work very hard on is and try not to compete with myself or with my other investors. So I won't ever buy any of my own listings. All I buy are off-market type scenarios or something that maybe is listed with another broker outside of our office. So it's a policy that I have in order to protect my investors that hopefully they trust me and we're building a business together. They don't have to try to compete with me. So yeah, as a broker, it can be a little touchy to cross over to the other side, but it gives me more knowledge and experience when I'm advising people that, hey, I do deals myself as well. And so ultimately, I feel like everything I do in my life is to try to create win-win relationships and win-win partnerships that everybody benefits and that nobody's getting hurt. And that includes tenants owners and tenants and everybody. And so I feel like we've been successful at doing that and, and really creating a community of investors, even in this area that we work together and help one another and trying to move the whole community ahead, not just focus on our own pocketbooks. Of course, this is a sticking point for me too. I should have said this as well. I'm also an agent, primarily a residential agent. But I've focused on working with investors because that's what I am. That's what I know. I'm good at it. And man, that question used to come up a lot. Now that I'm several years into it, Jeff, my clients are just excited to have access to someone with my experience, Absolutely. my expertise, my market knowledge, my skills, working with my team. But I used to get that question all the time. Well, why would I want to compete with you for deals if you're the one who has all the access? And let me just say out loud now for all of our best ever listeners that that question comes from a place of FOMO, fear of missing out. And my answer has always been that your focus needs to be on your goals and your investment strategy and whether or not I'm bringing you deals that on the buy side, whether or not I'm bringing you deals that hit your targets. If I'm not, go elsewhere. But if you've told me what your goals are and I'm showing you the deals that hit those goals, you should be buying. Yeah, absolutely. But also to your point, syndication gives you the opportunity to bring those investors in on the deals that you, the local expert with experience are doing. And really, it's different kinds of investors. What we're seeing is that there's those investors who are really hands-off. They don't want to have their hands on real estate. They don't ever want to do really any decision-making in regards to their assets, those are the ones that fit more with an LP-type situation. A lot of the investors that we've helped grow from maybe zero to 10 or 15 or 30 or 200 or 300 properties, those investors, some of them choose to be hands-on and we're okay with that. Others of them want us to manage for them and we're okay with that. But ultimately, what I'm trying to do is build long-term mutually beneficial relationships with these investors where they know I have their best interests at heart and that I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to tell them the straight scoop. I'm not going to candy coat it. And we're going to help them build a business that's repeatable and that they can scale. I had a guy from about 45 minutes from here 
contacted me about two years ago and he'd had some really bad experiences with a couple of realtors. And a lot of what we end up doing is trying to make up for problems that were created with other realtors. Well, I ended up helping this guy scale to 10 units in the last couple of years. We manage them for him. It's a win-win, but these are deals. Most of these that I probably would have bought myself had he not bought them but I'm here to work for him. And so I'm not going to buy him when I have a client that is interested in the same thing. And so I'm always going to give that opportunity to somebody else that I'm working with. And a couple of them were off market. The rest of them were on market, but they were not my listings. These were other listings for one of the other agents. So anyway, it was pretty cool to be involved in helping somebody do something that they can't do for themselves. That's really what we focus on here. We've worked with hundreds of investors. We probably have about 40, 45 clients that we manage for, but a lot of the ones that have bought with me manage themselves and we're fine with that. That's all good. One more direction, Jeff, I want to take this conversation in. You said that syndication is giving you the opportunity to look outside of Lima, Ohio. Lima is not going to be a well-known city for people outside of our part of the country. Right. And you said that you're looking at deals in Cincinnati, which gives us an acute opportunity to compare a market like Lima to a market like Cincinnati. The two of us have a lot of market knowledge there. But first of all, let's talk about Lima as a market for real estate investors. What does Lima have going for it? Positive, negative attributes. Lima's kind of had a pretty bad rap for a long time. It had some really bad economic scenarios going on for a long time. I've only been involved just in the last 22, 23 years, but before that, it had a really bad reputation. And even in the last five to 10 years, that's starting to change. It actually got recognized as the third most industrial activity of any city our size in the United States in the last year. So we have some amazing things happening now. Our downtown is being revitalized. We have lots of great employers. We have two great hospitals. We have a lot of great manufacturing here. It's a solid manufacturing town. There's a lot of great jobs, hundreds of companies that are hiring in this area, lots of people that have been moving into the area in the last, say, three years. At least in my opinion, we've seen some growth that way. Just a lot of amazing economic factors happening. And if there was anything that's been missing has been the mid to high level housing. I would say historically, Lima was mostly what was being built was low end, maybe government subsidized housing. And what I've focused on, I've done just tons of rehab projects with my guys. I have a a crew that fixes up properties and we've focused on single family, maybe small multifamily. We have one 30 unit we're getting ready to completely renovate. But the bottom line is we've been doing mostly single-family houses, making them really nice, and then getting top rents. And so historically, rents were very, very low as well in this area. They've just gone crazy. So we have a situation here where we have relatively low price housing stock. That's definitely going up, but I would say historically, it's been very, very low. We were one of the lowest priced markets in the country for many, many years. And that is changing, but the bottom line is you can still buy thirty-five dollars to $60,000 houses here and even cheaper than that if, if you're willing to completely renovate them. But there's a lot of need for somebody to go in and completely renovate a house and then get $950 to $1,100 for rent out of that. That's possible. And I would say more or less 
Single families in this region are probably 750 to 1500 a month, somewhere in there for the most part, unless it's a real high-end house. So that historically was 500. So rents have definitely increased. Jeff, let's put some real numbers to this. You recently acquired a 26-unit, that's an apartment building or apartment property in Lima. What was the purchase price? What was the effective cap rate day one? And what are your goals for that property? So it was a property that was from one of my investors. We purchased it. He completely renovated the whole 26 units. They're all downtown Lima. And there's seven of them that are high-end loft apartments. Nice. Um, there's a mixture of different types. There's like 16 townhouses. But anyway, they're all downtown Lima. And I would say the bulk of those were either new or completely renovated. So they're a little bit higher end. We paid $2.1 million. I think it comes out to like $75,000 a door. But they're all new. They're all renovated. It was already stabilized. So we didn't have to do a bunch of work and stabilize it. We are going to be doing some work to the properties, but ultimately it was a pretty stable scenario out of the gate. We do think there's some upside on some rents and that type of thing. We turned two of the units into short-term or mid-term rentals for corporate scenarios, and those have been very successful. We're getting some pretty phenomenal rents out of those corporate rentals, which is helping us increase our returns on that deal. But it's not typically the kind of property I would buy. Normally I would buy a thirty to fifty thousand dollar house or less. I've even bought some at ten thousand, twenty thousand. And then my guys go in, we completely renovate it, and I'm getting a thirty to fifty cap type scenario on those kinds of deals. This was not that. This was more of a stable scenario. Our company is managing it, but it's a whole different ball game. And and I think it's gonna work as well. So far so good. It closed on it in August and It's going well so far. Overall, we've had some challenges, you know, like anybody does, but it's going the right direction. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit passiveinvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. 
That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. So this is a pretty premium asset for Lima, downtown, townhomes and lofts, 75 a door. At 75 a door, what did the rents look like when you bought it and where did you think they would go? So the bulk of the rents are above a thousand. So they're, they're pretty strong. And those corporate rentals we're getting like 2800 a month for or something like that. So the rents are strong. So you bought something that was already stabilized. What kind of a return were you projecting for your investors when you bought it? I think when we ran our numbers, it was like a 11 or 12 cap, something like that, which in these days is hard to find and things yeah. that get syndicated. So it's pretty strong. Yeah, those are not numbers that anyone on either coast of the United States have heard in a very long time. No. So you bought it stabilized, but you bought it at a pretty nice cap rate. So you should have some decent cash flow coming, some potential to increase the income. Certainly not a reposition type property, but to your point, you were creating an opportunity for people who want to invest passively in something that was stable. So that makes a lot of sense. And a yeah. 10 or 11 cap day one is phenomenal, especially on an asset. We did a preferred return for our investors at nine and a half, which I don't really see that too often with syndication. So that's pretty strong. I'm hoping our best ever listeners are taking notes. You said you recently were underwriting some deals in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Real quick, how many people live in the Lima area? The county has about 100,000, more or less. So the the city of Lima is probably 50, 60,000. But the whole county, there's a stronger, it's probably 100, 110,000 at the most. So the Cincinnati metro area is 20, 25 times that size. You were looking at deals in Cincinnati. How did they compare to what you bought in Lima? Well, we have a lot to learn in regards to that. But we were just going, wow. I mean, there's just no way you can make this stuff work. It's insane. You know, <laughs> we haven't really offered on anything yet down there yet, but we evaluated three different properties so far that we've evaluated and not put any offers in because we're just like, yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's insane compared to Lima. And, and I'm not saying that we're eventually not going to find a deal, maybe something off market or whatever. It's just that we were looking mostly at stuff that was on the market. And we all know that by the time something gets on the market, it's probably not a great deal. The best way I've heard that put, Jeff, is that as soon as a property hits the market, there are other investors with lower return expectations and needs than me who are exposed to it and can afford to pay more for it. And especially if you're accustomed to a 10 or 11 cap stabilized, (laughs) even the six and seven caps that you're seeing in Cincinnati with value add potential to get up to eight, they just don't make as much sense. Right. So I'm from a similar sized city in Ohio. A lot of my growing up was in Springfield, Ohio. Okay. I'm not nearly as familiar with Lima as I am with Springfield, of course. Springfield has, seen, yeah, Springfield has seen some downtown revitalization, a lot of new development, a couple of major developments here recently. I know if I were looking to invest in Cincinnati, my opportunity to scale would be capped because there are not a lot of large apartment buildings in Springfield. Are you seeing that in Lima, that your ability to purchase syndication size assets or apartment buildings that are of a size where it makes sense to syndicate with the legal costs involved. Are you seeing that there are more opportunities in Lima or is the lack of opportunities in Lima the reason why you're looking elsewhere? 
So we went to the best ever conference with my team, uh, you know. Oh, I wish I saw you there. A month and a half ago, so whatever it was in February there. And what a phenomenal conference, by the way. It was absolutely life-changing for us. Highly recommend that conference to anybody that's listening. It was a deal changer for us on so many different levels. We met probably north of 50 people that a lot of them were still in contact with and building relationships with. And it was just a tremendous, tremendous event. But anyway, so what I would say is it opened our eyes to looking outside of our little tiny market. We were kind of thinking that we might go 60, 80 miles of Lima at one point. But coming back from that event, we decided that, hey, we've got Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, Toledo, Fort Wayne, Indy that are within two or three hours of us. Why are we not looking at these bigger markets where they have so much more multifamily that could be purchased? And so we actually just delivered a LOI on a off-market deal up in Toledo today. So we're definitely making progress, but it took going to a conference like Best Ever to really help us understand the bigger picture, I guess, and understand that if we're sitting here waiting for deals in Lima to come, 100-unit deals or 50-unit deals, you're going to be waiting a long time. (laughs) So... (laughs) I get what you're saying for sure, Jeff, but let me help you pitch cities like Lima and Springfield, Ohio, to our best ever listeners from all over the country. Because there are a couple of things that cities like yours have going for them right now. Springfield, Ohio, to my amazement, was listed as one of the top 10 hottest real estate markets in the country through COVID. From an investor's perspective, there are a couple of things happening in places like Springfield and Lima on a macro scale that are important to consider. One of them is that as remote work has become so much more prevalent, commonplace, accepted by major Forbes 500 employers, a lot of people have sought out more affordable places to live because where they live geographically has less of an impact on their ability to earn. So they move to a place where their dollar goes further, like Lima or Springfield. Exactly. So there's been increasing demand to live in places like that as a part of what's happening to the changing economy and job market that we see and the changes in what employment looks like, especially since COVID. Another thing that could be on the horizon, again, anytime you talk about the future, it's just speculation, but something that could be on the horizon is as we see global supply chains challenged by the issues that are happening in port cities like Los Angeles, the challenges that COVID has posed. This is being recorded in early April, 2022. So the challenges posed by international conflicts that are not in the United States to our supply chains, we're seeing a movement to bring manufacturing and industry back to the United States. And towns like Lima already have the infrastructure to make that possible. So if it's not already happening in your backyard, Jeff, there's a good potential that companies that want to bring their manufacturing more local so that they're less reliant on what we now recognize as a much more fragile global supply chain, Lima is ready to go. Springfield, Ohio is ready to go. We've seen that, and and I really feel like our economic development folks in our area are getting it right, and we've seen a number of employers move into this area and build plants, 
And we've got a couple of spec plants that are supposed to be going up here. We've got a whole new industrial development or two that are going in near I-75 at, at Lima. And those developments will bring jobs. And we're working on the housing piece to support all that. So it is, it's exciting. And the fact is, from an investor perspective, Lima is a real opportunity for people who are looking for smaller investments. If you're just looking for investing in single family houses, you can still cash flow great off of single family houses in in Lima, Ohio, and and, and make great money on them. I know of guys making three to $700 a month on a single family house or or more. And cash flow. um, yeah. Cash flow after all your expenses. So yeah, it's really a great time. It's a great time to be alive and it's a great time to be in Lima. I was on the phone with another Midwest investor yesterday talking about people calling states like Ohio a flyover state. Yeah. And so far as we're concerned, Jeff, they can just keep flying right over right. and leave all the 10 and 11 caps for us. <laughs> I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago that I was building my cash flow empire and I'm like, yeah, let's fine with me you know what i'm saying it's yeah, all right? good, you, know? you stay in your backyard i'll keep my 10 and 11 caps for myself thank you very much that's right that's right or if you want to come to lima connect we'll with jeff you. yeah uh, yeah he'll help you Jeff, are you ready for the best ever lightning round sure what is the best ever book you've recently read so I'm in the middle of the great reset by Glenn Beck actually right now and it's very very interesting I highly recommend it, actually. What is your best ever way to give back? I'm really involved in Rotary, and I feel like Rotary has given me a lot of opportunities to give back to my community. We're building an amphitheater in downtown Lima right now and doing some other things, and they've got some great programs. And Rotary is just a great organization. I highly recommend people get involved in that in their local community. What is the best ever skill that you've developed through your investing? I would say it's being a part of a team and building a team and helping the employees that I've recruited feel like they're a part of a team. I feel like that has been the skill that has really helped me to scale to where I'm at today and and be able to even go beyond here. And really, I would include other investors that have invested with us in the formula, as well as my employees and my agents. We work together as one. And We love one one another, we we help one another, we care for one another, we care for each other's families, and I feel like that really has probably separated my business from others, and we have a lot of long-term employees here, and uh, we have a a Christmas party every year where we we give out awards and we, we really celebrate our people, but even beyond that, throughout the year we do events to try to really build team and and encourage each other in that and and love on one another, really. Jeff, what is your best ever advice? I would say to build your team and figure out ways that your community needs you, figure out what your community needs, and then be a part of that solution instead of always complaining about whatever and not doing anything to change it. Lima was put down for decades that it was a terrible place. And Instead of falling into that trap of believing that information, we've just been on the other side of trying to do something different and to build something positive. And and I feel like we've done that. I feel like we're still just getting started, but we are doing some amazing things in Lima, Ohio. And I feel like it's because of that team aspect and it's because we've believed something different. We didn't just 
take what everybody said about Lima as the truth. We created something different. That's awesome. Last question, Jeff, where can our best ever listeners get in touch with you? Probably the easiest way is they can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on Bigger Pockets. That actually might be the best place for them to find us. We just signed up for a new scenario with Bigger Pockets where we're an agent that they recommend people who are looking for an investor-friendly agent. And so we have that out there. So if they look up Lime, Ohio, they'll they'll see us on Bigger Pockets there. Awesome. Well, Jeff. Thank you. And again, your contact info, the best ways to connect with you will be included in the show notes. Best of listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you've gotten some value from this conversation about Ohio markets and small Ohio markets with Jeff, please leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the show, and share this with a friend who you think we can add value to with this conversation as well. Thank you and have a best ever day.